0: the source of truth is an audio recording of pastor ronnie love sharing christian encouragement and biblical truth we hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today psalms 119 105 says thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path welcome back my friends thanks for joining us again this morning as we take a few minutes out of our day in god's word and uh, if you're listening to this in archive. This is the week of Thanksgiving for us in 2023, and so we will have a devotional today, this Monday, tomorrow on Tuesday, and then we will not have anything for the remainder of the week, and then we'll pick back up here again next Monday as we will be continuing through uh, the book of Matthew. I'm just going to stick with what we're at. We've been going through the life of Christ and Matthew's gospel, and we're going to jump into chapter 24 in our time this morning. Uh, Chapter 24 is an intriguing time because Jesus takes a little bit of time to kind of look ahead and tell his disciples what is to be expected in the future. I will preface uh, what I'm about to say with the fact that there is an awful lot of opinions about what the future is going to look like and whether the events of the day in Israel are part of that or not. Can I give you one thing that I think we all need to understand when watching the news? If anybody ever wants to tell you that they can look at the events of the day and state with any level of assurance that these events are happening and God's coming soon and these are all signs, God has made it very clear that nobody will know the day or the time. This is not the first time Israel has been at war. Uh, While I will agree that many of the events taking place seem to picture some of the Old Testament prophecies that would take place in Israel, uh, there's still some things to unfold and we don't know. Only God knows that. And by by the way, it was purposely done that way, that God would never really, that that, that his return would always be a bit something that we would never be able to guarantee. It was going to be a surprise. It was going to be something that only God knows the answer to. So be careful when you look at any level of prophecy or any level of biblical prophecy, especially if you hear anybody who wants to claim they know for a fact of what's taking place is something, just be careful. It's not the way God designed it. We'll all look back when it's done and say, well, that makes sense, but that was God's intention that we would look back and see it. Uh, anytime we look at these things, though, it is intriguing to know that any of these can be proofs, uh, reminders that Jesus is coming. And it could be. Jesus could return today. And, and yes, while history and what's happening makes it possible, he could come anytime. Uh, they've been looking for his return since he left his disciples um, at, back in that day of the ascension. So let's look at this with that understanding in mind. Matthew chapter 24, verse 1. Then Jesus went out and departed from the temple... And his disciples came up to show him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said to them, Do, not see, do you not see all these things? Assuredly, I say to you, not one stone shall be left thereupon, there shall not be, that shall not be thrown down. Now they're referencing the temple, the beauty of the temple, and of course the people, it was a beautiful building, it was created for that purpose and built for that purpose, and then Jesus looks down and says, look at that, that building is going to be completely destroyed. Now they ask in the next question, when will these things happen, and what many call the um, Olivet Discourse, a list of things that Jesus talks about the future. Literally what he's referencing in this situation is the temple will be destroyed, which happens in AD 70. Uh, by the Romans, uh, but that's actually not the answer. He doesn't really answer that question. He moves in to an aspect of prophecy. So let's continue in verse 3. Now, as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately, saying, Tell us, when will these things be? And what will be the sign of your coming and, uh, and of the end of the age? And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines and pestilences and earthquakes, and in various places. All these things are the beginning of sorrows. And let me give you, and and I will tell you that as I give my perspective, this is what I I believe. There are many who will look at this differently, um, but I'm going to tell you where I believe these passages are stating. Uh, when we look at this, he is giving a bit of a prophecy of what's going to take place. Now, please understand that when we look at what, is many, what we call the second coming of Christ, there are two comings of Christ to the earth. The first one was when he came as a child and he walked and he lived on the earth, died and the cross ascended. The second coming, where he's actually going to place his foot upon the ground, does not take place until the end of the tribulation. The tribulation ends, he defeats his enemy, he begins his millennial rule. I believe, in what's known as the, tribula- uh, of the of the rapture that will take place before the tribulation. I believe that comes. Second Thessalonians says we will see him come in the clouds and we will join him in the air. In that case, he doesn't actually place his feet on the ground. And that description is clear that that's a separate event from the second coming. So what we're looking at here, though, is the second coming, where he's describing his actual physical return to earth, which is what most prophecies Old and New Testament point to. Here's how he describes, one, there's going to be a lot of deceptions. That'll happen before the tribulation. It'll happen the beginning of the tribulation. I believe what we see in these verses we've read is the first half or the beginnings of the tribulation time. Here's what he said will happen. It's already beginning to happen in some of these cases. He says, he goes, if this happens, the end's not there yet. Your nation arise against nation, which is happening right now, kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines. We see that. There will be pestilences. Pestilence is just a word for contagious diseases. COVID 19 was an example of that. It is a pestilence earthquakes in various places, these things are still happening. All these things are the beginning of sorrows. And and so some would say that before the tribulation, I believe the beginning of the tribulation, um, kind of Jesus describing the, the, that really his, and he's not here yet, more is yet to come. And then I think he describes more in verse 9, then they will deliver you up to, tri- uh, to tribulation and kill you, and you will be hated by all nations for my sake. And then many will be offended, and will betray one another, and will hate one another. Then, Many false prophets will rise up and deceive many." because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures to the end shall be saved, and the gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations, and then the end will come. So what I believe he's describing the second half, where they begin to take grip and kill, is the second half of the tribulation. I believe three and a half years into the tribulation, a man who will be well known as the Antichrist will, in that first half, will raise as a great leader. In my opinion, I believe We will see that begin when he uh, establishes a peace treaty with Israel in the Middle East. That will be a seven-year peace treaty that he himself will destroy and, and throw off in three and a half years. Halfway through, he will be assassinated. Satan will possess him. He will rise from the dead and he will no longer be a agent of peace. It's not really peace, but what will be seen as an agent of peace, he will come and he will become, in his mind, a supernatural leader. He will demand that the world follow him and he will claim that the people who are the the ones that are stopping this are these Jesus followers, Christians, and he will begin to a massive persecution against the Christians. Many, even the first three and a half years, will die due to natural disasters. That is really God's punishment on this earth. But the second half is a specific time where the Christians will be persecuted, will be hated, will be killed. He says, if you endure to the end, you'll be saved, right? If you're, If you live through this, you'll be able to see the end of it. But it's going to be a very complicated time. I don't believe the church will be there in this time, my opinion i believe will be gone the entire seven years but especially in these times we will not see this the holy spirit will be gone and satan will be leashed and as part of god's punishment on the earth and uh, those who have been saved so those christians that are persecuted are those that i will be be believe will be saved in the tribulation time, and I personally believe, I cannot prove this as a personal opinion, I believe we're going to see as many people saved, more people saved in the tribulation than might have been saved in the church age. I just think there's going to be a mass amount because things are going to be so clear. I can't prove that, just happens to be an opinion of mine, but I will say when I look at this, that this is the future. Please understand, while we say this is not, and again, my opinion, we're not the church is part of, I will say this, that it is something we should be careful for because our job is to warn people of this. And, you know, I'm not saying warn people of the end of the world. Warn people of Jesus' love. Warn people that the, the end is coming and that we need, to, we need to be prepared for that. And heaven and hell are those things. And may that be something we teach. May that grab our attention. One of the things that we do a lot when we look at it, at prophecies, we try to look at the, at the news and history, and we try to guess and see if we can figure out when it's going to happen. And while there's nothing wrong with that, may we be more consumed about the fact that we have been given already a great commission before this day than we are figuring it out. God's purpose and plan was for us not to figure it out. He has purposely been vague enough for us not to be able to do it. It'll happen when he plans. Our job is to occupy until he comes. May that be our goal. Well, thanks again for joining us today as we take uh, this Monday and take some time in God's Word. Join us one more time tomorrow as we will take a few more minutes uh, for this week and then take the rest of the week off and join you back next Monday. Thanks again for joining us today. We look forward to seeing you again tomorrow.